1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, August 29th edition. We have a loaded 15-game slate, or I should say a potentially loaded 15-game slate. Depends on the weather. The Northeast is going to be nasty. Seattle, Baltimore, heavy, heavy rains that die off a couple hours into the game, potentially. Atlanta, Philly, extremely heavy rains. For most of the night, same with Cleveland and the Yankees. Miami-Washington, it slowly disappears as the game gets going. Met Cincinnati 20% or less. So we have a good shot there. In those four first games, the Baltimore-Philly-New York-Washington, winds are blowing straight in. 11 to 17 miles an hour. Great pitching environments. That the rain can somehow disappear. We will be very very happy with that. But keep an eye on the weather. This could be a nasty, nasty night. As there are nice bats in those games, there are very nice pitching options in those games. It could deplete things immensely. So keep an eye on that. Let's keep take a look at the totals we have for now. Braves, Phillies, nine. Indians, Yankees, nine and a half. Those two games are question marks. Marlins Nationals to be determined as we have some pitching changes as Edwin Jackson is now starting today with the Scherzer deal, blah, blah, blah. Still waiting on a total there. Mariners, Orioles, nine and a half. So, again, high totals on the, the games that are very, very much in question. Red Sox, Blue Jays, eight and a half. Mets, Reds, ten. You got Rangers, Astros waiting on a total there as it's Houston's home series. But due to the flooding and the hurricane in Houston, they have moved the game to Tropicana Field. So keep an eye on that one. St. Louis at Milwaukee. They're waiting there as there's some pitching shuffling as well. Pirates, Cubs, it's... Chicago, so we're waiting, but Arrieta, minus two, ten, favorite. You got White Sox at Twins, nine and a half, Rays, Royals, nine, Tigers, Rockies, 11, Dodgers, D-backs, nine, A's, Angels, nine and a half, Gigantes, Padres, eight. Outside of that Giants game, you have one eight and a half and the nines and above, besides the four, we do not know yet. There are some really decent pitching options. There are some really good gamble options that have blow up potential, like Ian Kennedy yesterday. I told you it was all or nothing. Well, the nothing came out with Kennedy. Williams didn't pitch bad, so the punts went one for one or one for two. So it is what it is. Let's look at today's pitching. As I have a a, quite the list, but based on potential rainouts and your risk, your risk, your desire to gamble will determine who you will be using. Up top, we have four guys over ten thousand dollars. The highest-priced guy, and rightfully so on this slate, is Chris Sale. $13,200 at the Toronto Blue Jays Sale. Got beat up his last time out at Cleveland. The last two times he's faced Cleveland, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's gotten crushed. I mean, you look outside of that, he's been outstanding. 20.4 against the Yankees. 34.2 at the Yankees. 46.2 at Tampa Bay. 38.8 at Seattle. 31.9 at LA. 40.3 against the Yankees. 27.6 at Tampa 37 6 at the Blue Jays. That's where I was trying to go with this one. He's faced them twice this year 15 innings, eight hits, zero runs. In those 15 innings, 24 strikeouts. He's averaging 39.3 points per game against the Blue Jays. When you can average near 40 points a game against a single Major League Baseball team, that is impressive. We know Chris Sale is amazing. We know he's just lights out. He's fourth best on the barrel flip. This season, um, he's or the last 30 days, I mean, he's getting barreled 3.13% of the time. In these 30 days, striking out almost 33% of the batters he's facing. It is ridiculous what he's doing. The Blue Jays strike out over 21% of the time versus lefties. You don't have to go too deep into Chris Fails. Just amazing stats. If the Blue Jays hit him, they hit him. That's just one of those. They have the lowest total at 3.64, given we have... Four games without totals, yet this could change, but usually sale has the lowest, if not one of the lowest. Lefties 252, righty's 269 off sale. If you want to pay, you pay. It's like I said with Scherzer last night. These are the kind of guys that they'll have their blowups from time to time. You saw Cleveland has sales number. That's been going on since he was with the White Sox for years now. The, 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 the Indians and the, the Tigers have sales numbers, just how it goes, but... Sale has looked dominant against the rest of the league. If you listen to Around the Basis with myself and my partner Mo, Mo is a Red Sox fan, so it's kind of it's not Homer-induced, though, I promise. He brings all the stats with it. He thinks Sale is a good shot of even getting top three MVP votes in the AL, and I can't completely disagree. I'm not a fan of pitchers getting the MVP, but I get it. He's been that good. So if you want to pay up 13 to He's worth the price, in my opinion. Again, you have Coors on the slate, but you have other options you can build with, especially if those four games get rained out. But outside of Coors, the hitting environments dry up drastically just because there's a good pitching matchup in Arizona, which is still a great hitting environment, but a pretty decent matchup. Somewhat limits that. So Chris Sale at 13-2 is in play. If you want to save $2,100, Jake Arrieta against the Pittsburgh Pirates – we got to see what the weather looks like here. Uh, With mild wind, I believe, blowing in, nothing too crazy. But he's been very, very good of late. He keeps getting better and better as the year goes on. He's averaging almost 22 points his last 10 games. 24.6 his last outing at Cincy. He's got three straight 23.5 or more point starts. Five of his last six have been basically 23 or more. When it comes to facing the Pirates, they do somehow have his number. He started three games against them, 16 innings pitched and runs 15K, so almost a K in any. He's averaging 9.1 points a game against the Pirates. So take that as you wish. Is it like the Indians with Chris Sale? It could be. The Pirates also don't strike out a ton, But we did see that Arrieta's getting about a K in any, which we would take if he throws seven innings or seven or more strikeouts and limits the damage. I would be pumped. He is 11-1, so you need, I'd say 25-plus. He's averaging about 23. Like you know, I said, he's got 23 in five of his last six. He's got the potential for the big, big game. Pirates, he just... Don't strike out a ton. So they're not going to help him. But Arrieta is 22nd best the last 30 days in barrel. fit striking out almost 25.6% of the batters he's facing, only getting barrel 2.33% of the time. Really good ground ball rate of 45.4%, which will help him a ton. And the lefties, where'd you go? Where the heck did you There he is. Lefty's 304, righty's 254 off Arietta. The big bats that you're worried about outside of Josh Bell in the Pirates lineups are all right-handed. So if you want to save on Chris Sale, I have no problem going to Arietta at 11-1. I will not be using Rich Hill tonight, a guy that just threw nine-plus innings at 99 pitches. I know the pitch count wasn't high with the stress level. on a guy that has arm-slash-blister issues in his career. I will take a pass on this one if he throws great. So be it. I hope a lot of the moths follow the flame and want Hill and just run to him. If he throws a great game in Arizona against the D-backs, more power to you. Uh, I, I'm all for it. I'd rather pay up for area sale, or I'll pay down for the fourth guy in this range. Irvin Santana at $10,200. He keeps getting it done. His price tag is high this week, which I think might scare guys. He hasn't been as high in a while. It was August 2nd at San Diego, and he only threw a complete game, 9Ks, 2 earned, 37.8 point performance when he was 10 2. The guy has been really good. One, two, three, four, five, six straight double digit performances. Eight of his last 10 double digits, most in the 20s or more. When it comes to facing the White Sox, four starts against them this year. 27 innings pitched, seven earned, 26 strikeouts, nearly a K inning, which says a lot coming from a guy that doesn't have a big K percentage. He's averaging 25.5 points per game against the White Sox. He, um, in his recent start against the White Sox, it was his last start out. At Chicago, seven innings, three hits, one earned, eight Ks for 26.8 points. Now he goes to a better pitching environment at Target Field in Minnesota. It's a very good spot that I like a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. Um, the White Sox team totals 4.09, lefties 286, righties 301. If if you decide to go to a five-digit pitcher, but you want to save, I have zero problem with Santana being your number one. I love sale. If you want to pay for sale, get him. Arietta, I can see picking Santana over Arrieta. I actually have him ranked hot of Arrieta because you're saving 900 bucks. There's more K upside. A lot to like in that as you know, White Sox strike out almost 23% of the time. Ton to like there. But uh, those are your three options up top. Sale one, Santana two, Arietta three. If you're not paying up for sale, you're paying for Santana in this range. Now we dip below the 10 K range. You're going $1,400 cheaper to the next option. And it is Dylan Bundy. He's been out for a little while. He's going to get uh, back on the Hill at home against the Seattle Mariners. We know how good Dylan has been of late 19, three, 25, five, 32, eight, 29, six. You got a bad game at Houston. in 19, nine been pitching really, really well. Caleb Joseph, just like Ubaldo has been his is bring it back six or more innings in almost every start, eight, 10 and 10 strikeouts in his last three starts, even 10 at the angels, a team that does not strike out a lot. He's facing Seattle. He strikes out 21% of the time versus righties in the last 30 days. Bundy fifth best on the barrel. flip, getting barrel 3.8% of the time. He's walking only 3.8 in that period. And the most impressive part for Dylan Bundy. Cause if you remember, if you've been a long time listener and if you are, I really appreciate it. But he was having real, real trouble striking guys out earlier in the season. Less than 20%. He was like in the 16 to 17% range. That number overall in the season is up to 20.8. In the last 30 days, Dylan Bundy has a 31.43% strikeout rate. In the last 30 days, Chris Sale, 32.81. Dylan Bundy is striking mofos out. It is impressive what he's doing. And a lot of it goes back to the deep dives when you look into... Caleb Joseph on the dish. Joseph is doing wonders with some of these guys, and that's what's keeping Baltimore in these races somehow, by some grace of God. So Bundy very much and played 8800 eight hundred bucks. Seattle is always scary. Uh, they just, they have those games where they blow up and then they don't. They had six runs off Tillman. Given Tillman isn't your average cup of tea, but they they they, they show up and they don't. It's all or nothing with them, and they, they frustrate you at times. So they're a tough team to pick on. Bundy just at eight hundred bucks has that. Twenty-five plus point upside that you're shooting for with Santana and Arrieta and Sales got Sale. You're shooting for thirty plus, but what you want from Santana and Arrieta, Bundy can give you any cheaper. So if you want to completely punt the top division, the top section, Bundy's my go-to guy. He's eighty-eight hundred bucks. The Mariners have a four-five-four 4 total. That's a because they can hit. B the total's just huge in that game. Lefty's three twenty-nine. Righty's three fifteen. They have a very good WOBA of 321 and ISO of 162. Just around average, not extremely great, but good, really good. And the biggest thing is like a lot of these games, you need to watch the weather. Those three top price guys, they're knock on wood for now, zero weather concerns. This is one of the ones that I do like that has a massive weather concern. This is one that if they wait an hour to two hours, the rain will disappear. So hopefully that's what they do. Seattle's not coming back to Baltimore this year. Baltimore's likely not going back to Seattle. So they need to get these games in. So it's either they play it late tonight or they double-hitter it tomorrow. But they probably want to get out of town, I'm guessing. I haven't looked at their schedule. So this will be interesting to see if they wait this one out. Bundy is a very, very good play for me tonight at $8,800, especially if you want to save. Or I did some matching up. You can match Bundy with uh, Santana for sure. You can make it work with Arietta. You can make it work with Sale. It's just very, very cringeworthy, your bats. It's not the most comfortable situation, but you can make it work. If you want to get to some guys I'll mention later against some, uh, you have to kind of fade some of the big boys next up in this 8k range, a guy that is, there's a couple of guys tonight that are way out of price. This is one, and this is why it makes it intriguing for me. It's Matt Moore at $8,100. I know Matt has had a horrible season. Heck, you look at the barrel fit the last 30 days. He's 11th worst. He's getting barreled 7.8% of the time. But he's also striking out almost twenty-three and a half percent, which for Matt Moore, that's outstanding. Um, on the season, he's nineteen point five. The Padres strike out twenty-five point six percent of the time versus left-handed pitching. It's the hard contact rate's high. All his other numbers are very, very average. He's not like he's just having a very bad year. He's averaging thirteen point nine in his last ten games, which you want more for eighty-one. I get it. His last three, though, nineteen-three. at the Nationals. Just keep that in mind. He's had a lot of good starts. He's double-digited in eight of his last 10. Most of those are actually like 14, 15 or above. 15 or above for at least seven of those 10. Which for Matt Moore, good things. He's faced San Diego once this year, seven innings, four earned. No walks, seven Ks for 15.3. Heck, if he makes it two earned with the seven Ks and seven innings, we're talking closer to 20 points. That eighty one hundred bucks looks much much nicer. The the Padres have a low total at at the moment. Given, keep remembering there's four games that don't have totals right now, so we can't get a a team total feel on this. Padres have a four point one two total currently, the fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties three sixty two, righties three twelve. The Padres as a team are one of the worst wobas in baseball against left handed pitching at two eighty four. Uh, it's really really bad. It's worse than the Giants, I believe now actually which says a lot about, A, how the Giants have slowly gotten better, and, B, how bad the Potters are against lefties. So no one's going to want to use him at 8100 bucks. This is a GPP play. For cash, he's sa- safe. I hate saying safe. Safe is a horrible word in fantasy sports, especially baseball. But I, I really, really am confident that he has double-digit upside. So cash-wise, I want to say he's a good cash play. It's just an expensive play. You want more. If he gets you 15 or more, you will be happy. I'm shooting for the 15, the 20 point upside. 8,100 bucks makes for an extremely low contrarian GPP play that I am not completely against. So in this 8K range, you got Bundy one, Matt Moore two. Let's dip into the sevens where we got four arms to look at here. Zach Godley 70. First off, I want to mention Bauer, Trevor Bauer 79. He's been really, really good. A couple hiccups because he's Trevor Bauer. Aaron Judge is supposed to be sitting again. If Gary Sanchez suspension comes into play, Bauer might be worth a GPP play at 79. But, again, watch for the weather there. It's really, really bad. The wind. All these games have wind blowing in, which is amazing for pitching, but the rain is thick in New York, like below above 60% most of the night. All right, Zach Godley, $7,700 at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I love this play. We have a pitcher who's been very, very good, consistently 15-plus tight point performances, closer to 20 most starts. His last start against the Dodgers, six and two-thirds, eight hits, three earned, uh, five Ks for 13.6. That was at the Dodgers. Last time they came at Arizona, July 5th, they faced him, five and two-thirds, three hits, one earned, six Ks for 19.8 points. Still, people fade the the uh, pitchers versus the Dodgers. I know they can hit. If they blew Zach Godley up, I would not be shocked. It's Arizona. It's Chase Field. It is Coors Light. The ball flies. The Dodgers have a very, very good offense. But it's an offense that's been extremely, extremely cold. Very, very cold. Uh, At least to their standards. Let me put it that way. Cold to their standards. They're striking out over 22% of the time versus righties. You got Godley, who has a K rate of 26.4. A swinging strike rate of almost 14%. And a ground ball rate of fifty five point six percent. He's seventy seven hundred dollars. It's a discount on Godly because he's facing the Dodgers. He's been so much better than this this year. The Dodgers have a four five three total lefties three twenty one righties three oh four. We know they haven't these seasonal numbers. Great WOBA, great ISO. They really haven't lit the world on fire lately. Trevor Williams, who we used against the Cubs last night, who threw well, he threw eight shutout against the Dodgers. If they hit. Godley, you wouldn't be surprised with the power and the thump they have, but Bellinger's due back Wednesday or Thursday, so it's one of the last games you have to target the Dodgers without their big boy Cody Bellinger. That's something to really, really keep in mind. I think Godley makes for a really good GPP play. Obviously, GPP plays are gambles. That's why they're GPP plays, but at seventy-seven hundred dollars, you are having twenty to twenty-five to even thirty points upside that we've seen with Godley, but at least twenty at seventy-seven hundred dollars is. Outstanding. That price tag is off, and I'm all for it. Luke Weaver, 7600 bucks. I told you after his last start, we're not going to get him in the sixes anymore. When he dominated San Diego, 73 hits, nowhere in 10Ks for 36.8 points. We used him a while back against Milwaukee. At Milwaukee, six and a thirds, Five hits, two earned. He gave up a homer, which you expect against the Milwaukee, especially in Milwaukee. But he limited the walks to two, and he struck out eight for 26.1. He's up to 76. But the price is worth it, in my opinion. It's risky. It's Milwaukee in that ballpark. They could have home run derby in a heartbeat. They have a team total that we're waiting for because of the pitching change. That's right. But lefty's 349, righty's 323 against Weaver. But you're looking at a team, a team in Milwaukee who we know strikes out a ton. They strike out 25.6% of the time versus right handed pitching. They had they're facing Weaver, who in a small sample obviously, but even in the minors was very. He's one of their top prospects. Great arm, twenty-eight percent K rate so far. Ground ball rate of forty-four point six percent. Very low hard contact, which is outstanding when you're facing the Brewers, who like I told you we're losing their total at the moment. But seventy-six hundred bucks for the upside. We've seen in his last two full starts, he's throwing thirty-point upside out there. Do we expect 30 points every time? Not a chance. This isn't Chris Sale. This isn't Corey Kluber. This isn't Max Scherzer. But give me 20. Give me 18. Give me 20 plus, though. At 7600 bucks, I am all in on Luke Weaver. At the same time, Milwaukee does have like Shaw and company are decent options just in case to cover your ass. But Weaver, very, very good play. Uh, a low-owned play in this range. It's similar to uh, the Weaver play, and it backfired with Kennedy last night. But I actually like this aren't better. I actually own Jake Junis in season-long leagues because I like this kid's upside. Given blowups were possible. But he threw 19.2 points on the board in seven innings of one earned seven Ks in his last start against Colorado at home. He got beat up by Cleveland. It's kind of a trend these days, if you can't tell, by people, Cleveland beating people up. But at Oakland, 13.9. Against Seattle at home, 31.6. So since he's made his, his jaunt back into the rotation at the beginning of August, he has four starts, four of his five are in double digits, 14 or more starts, three of the four, 19 or more, facing a Tampa Bay team that strikes out a ton. Junis has good strikeout stuff. He's showing it in the minors. He's showing it now. you got Tampa Bay with a 25% K rate versus righties. Junis is up to 19% now, but a lot of that was lowered early on. He's Once he's kind of getting established, he's showing it. Doesn't walk a ton, which I really, really like. Just got to limit the hard contact. He's in a good pitching ballpark against Tampa Bay, whose totals four four four. It's currently sixth lowest on the slate. Lefties three thirty three, righty's three thirty nine. Versus Junis, I think he's a sneaky play. The risk is definitely there, as you got those lefties that can, you know, take him to pound town if you want. But um, very intriguing play in my opinion. With Junis at seventy four, the last guy on this list, and I am very angry that the rain looks so bad in Philadelphia. Heavy rain pretty much all night. The wind's blowing in at 16 miles an hour. This is a game made for the knuckleball. R.A. Dickey at 7,100 bucks. We've been riding this train. He's been crushing it. Only 9.7 is last time, but prior to that, 18.1, 18.4, 15.1, 26.4, a bad start, 24, 12.4, 12.9, 24.8. This guy's been great. He has been outstanding. Two starts versus Philly this year, 14 innings pitch. He has 16 Ks in those 14 innings. One-earned run in those 14 innings. He's averaging 29.2 points a game versus the frickin' Philadelphia Phillies. Love this play at 7100 bucks. We know the Phillies have some powerful bats. They went off a lot lately with these youngsters, and I love the Phillies bats. They strike out 24% of the time versus righties. Uh hard contact rate is extremely low. Almost 49% ground ball rate for Dickey. The list goes on and on and on. The Phillies team total four, five, seven. I really, really like Dickey tonight at $7,100, but that weather is terrifying, so be be careful, pay attention to it, but I do think he's a very good play. So in the 7K range, I got Dickey 1, Godley 2, Weaver 3, Junis 4. In the 6Ks, we get to gamble, and one is Mark Leiter Jr. at home against those Atlanta Braves. It's a Braves team that on the downside doesn't strike out a ton, but Leiter is finally showing what everyone's talked about in the minors. He's not like a top, top prospect, but he's very, very good. Three of his last four starts, 20.3 points or more. The one bad start, surprisingly, was at San Diego for a negative number. But his last two home starts against Miami, 28 points against the Mets, 20.3. The strikeouts have been there, five or more in those three really good starts. Again, Atlanta, not a huge strikeout team. They strike out, where would they go? Only 19.4% of the time. Lighter striking out about 21% that he faces, doesn't have a big swinging strike rate, which just sucks. But a, a ground ball rate of 49.1%, and he does limit our contact, only 25.8% our contact, which is really really good for a guy with those kind of numbers. Atlanta fifth lowest total at the moment at 443. Lefties 315, righties 296. Lighter was a punt play. I was definitely in on. I could could have seen him getting blown up, but I was also in on him at 6,800 bucks. Be careful with the weather, but he's on my radar in that range. The other guy, which is extremely dicey, but at least it's a good... uh, We know the weather will be fine. Where do you go? Martin Perez of the Texas Rangers, 6K. A lefty versus Houston is usually suicide. I totally get it. He made one start against him this year, 3 and 2 thirds, 7 hits, 5 earned 2Ks from minus 3.8. He's averaging 11 points on the road, which is better than home. He's actually been usable of late especially on the road at la 21.6 get a 7-5 or thirteen-three at home and then a 27.6 at the mets so his last five starts he are four starts he hasn't gotten killed he's got double digits in three of those four i'd even take 13.3 for 6k against houston it is terrifying for the fact you know what houston can do versus lefties um They don't strike out a ton. They strike out 17% of the time versus lefties, but he's not a big strikeout guy. He's a 46.4% ground ball guy. Everything else is pretty horrible. And um, lefties hit 269, righties 350 off Perez. And we know that the Astros hit lefties extremely well. It's in Tropicana Field, a good pitching environment, so keep that in mind. So as a punt at 6K, Perez is on my list. Let's recap all of the pitching. I know it's been long-winded, a long pitching Preview, but with the weather and everything else, I had to get into them. Up top, you got Sale one, Santana two, Arietta three. If you're not paying up for Sale, Arietta, Santana is your top pitcher in the 5K range. Then in the 8Ks, you got Bundy one, Matt Moore two. In the 7Ks, Dickey one, Godley two, Weaver three, Junis four, and then down below, in the 6Ks, you got Lighter at 68, Perez at 6K. There's your pitching. Let's get into the bats. We kick it off the catcher's position with the one and only Gary Sanchez, $4,700. bucks 1st Trevor Bauer. I do like this a lot, especially in GPPs. Bauer has been very good. He's limited the hard contact, but he's also gives up a good amount of the long ball. When you're looking at Bauer, he has a 16.3% homer and a fly ball on a hard contact, over 35%, both not quite what you would desire in a pitcher. Lefty's 325, righty's 320. Gary Sanchez at 47 is in play. Uh, you got Alex Avila versus Chad Cool at 39. Lefties versus Cool is definitely a thing. We've established that. It's been established. Many have established it. Lefties 365. Righty's 298 versus Cool. When you slide down, Molina's not bad versus Garza. I can get it. Uh, Grandall at 37 versus Godley. If you want to fade Godley, he's an option. The Dodgers. It's lefties 321, right, he's 304. Doesn't give up a ton of hard contact, but it is an option. But as you scroll down the list, it gets a little more enticing. You know, you got like Matt Wieders versus Worley. It's not bad at 36. It's not my top choice, but like Kurt Suzuki versus Leiter Jr. at 35, I can get behind. James McCann at 35, and Coors, I can definitely get behind. Same with Lucroy at 35 versus Fulmer. I like McCann more than Luke Roy. Luke Roy did go deep yesterday. Farther down the list you go. Evan Gaddis at 34 is a great play. It's probably the top play outside after Gary Sanchez in my book. Gaddis at 3,400 bucks versus Perez. We mentioned how righties hit Perez. Gaddis loves his left-handed pitching. So Gaddis at 34 is definitely, definitely in play tonight. Farther down the list, I uh, didn't see him up there. Jan Gomes, 3,200 versus the lefty Jaime Garcia. Gomes has some very good power versus, high, uh, versus lefties when it comes to the Indians. Left, he's 297 versus Garcia, right, 338. So Jan Gomes at 3200, definitely in play there. The farther down the list you go, Caleb Joseph at 31 is not horrible against Ramirez. John Hickson Coors at 31 if he gets to start. It's not the platoon advantage we like, but he, he is in play. Like a Manny Pena against Weaver at 3K. I believe Pena took him deep when they last met. Brett Nicholas. I like this play as a sneaky play. Fires. It's been okay his last couple starts, but he was really rough before that. Uh, Nicholas averaging seven points his last 10. Left handed catcher for the Rangers. He's 3K versus Fires. So he's in He's in play tonight. The farther down you go, like Austin Hedges, 3K versus Matt Moore. We know the reverse splits. Lefty, righties. Lefties are better than righties against Moore, but both are just fine. Moore's getting barreled up. Uh, he's 11th worst the last 30 days. Getting barreled 7.8% of the time. So, Hedges at 29 does return a little bit of value. Salvador Perez at 29 is not too bad. When you're talking uh, Cobb, lefty's 336, righty's 308. But, you know, you got Perez in the middle of an order at 29. That's the kind of value you're looking at the catcher's position. As you drop down even farther, you got the likes of. Martín Maldonado at 2,700 versus Smith. I don't mind. It's not the platoon we're looking for, but it's just fine. Another punt. I love how they have J.P. Crawford of the Philly at a catcher position. Good job, DraftKings. Go get him. Uh, Bruce Maxwell, 2,300 versus Scribner as a punt play is definitely worth a the look there. And the farther down you go, there's going to be a couple other options. Like Maybe, I don't know, I don't feel like fading. Maybe Jose Lobaton gets to start at 2K. Check the lineups from that, but... Uh, some good options below 3K, and then you got Gaddis and Sanchez up top. First base, Anthony Rizzo, 52 versus Cool is definitely worth a look in that matchup. You got Joey Votto, who I like a ton, versus Flex and Flexen pitched well as last time out, surprisingly. But Cincinnati, five three five total against Flex Lefties, three eighty nine, Righties, four twenty two, in Great American Small Park. Joey Votto at fifty one is definitely the top play for me at the high priced range. You got Freeman at 48, definitely in play there. Goldschmidt versus Hill, I love it, 47. People will – they're either going to be full fade on Hill, kind of like me, or they're not going to touch him at all. Hill has reverse splits, lefty's 312, righty's 251, so be careful. But Goldie is special. 4700 bucks is a good GPP play. You got and Encarnacio versus Garcia at 46. I love that play. Edwin versus lefty, especially Garcia. He is a big, big play for me. Not, not overall, but I do like him a ton is what I mean. As you scroll down some more, Eric Osmer, left-handed bat versus Cobb at 44 in play. Carlos Santana versus Jaime Garcia at 43. Very much in play as well. I don't mind Ryan Zimmerman versus Worley at 43. Hanley Ramirez, he has slumped mightily this year. He didn't have 12 points yesterday. He's averaging 6 points his last 10. In his career, he's been very good versus lefties. Brett Anderson making his return to the bigs. For the Blue Jays, at 4200 bucks for Ramirez, it's worth a look. You got Logan Morrison at a big game on Monday. He's 41 versus Junis, which I don't mind at all. Chris Davis, lefties versus Arasimo Ramirez, is a big thing. Righties, 281. Lefties, 361. You can get some. Chris Davis at 4100 versus Orosimo Not bad at all. The farther down we look, Yuli Gurriel at 4K versus Perez very good play there, Duda at 38 versus Junis. I like a ton. Louis Valbuena 3800 bucks for Smith. Valbuena first base, third base eligible. The Angels 504 total. Righties 327, lefties 352. So Valbuena's worth a look at 38. Yeah, Carpenter at 38 versus Garza's is not horrible either. That's not a bad play, especially in that ballpark. Very solid look there. The farther down we go. If you want a fade sale, Justin Smoke crushes lefties. He's 3,600, just not your average lefty. Matt Davidson at 35, he's come back. He's hitting well. It is serving Santana, but it's a punt. A good $3,500 play here is Matt Olson for the A's. Left-handed bat versus Scribner. First base outfield eligible at 35. I like that quite a bit. Uh, CJ Cron does hit righties with a ton of power. It's lefties with a lot more. But Cron at 3,500 versus Smith could be a nice punt as well. You got Napoli versus Fires, Thames versus Weaver. Thames has been you know, so hit and miss, but you're getting them for $3,500, which is a heck of a discount in that ballpark. You could run into one if you want to go that route. Other than that, like Will Myers, 32 versus Moore, has some definite upside. And Dominic Smith at 3K versus Romano. Smith's been underwhelming, but does have that pedigree, and we know what he can do. So, 3K versus Romano in that ballpark, especially, you're getting a good discount for that ballpark alone. Dom Smith could be a great value play at 3K. Going over second base, you got Jose Altuve versus Martin Perez, another lefty. Altuve loves him some lefty, 5,100. Kinsler and Coors at 49, LeMayu at 48, both okay plays. Scrolling down, got Scope at 47. I don't mind that at all. Jose Ramirez double donged yesterday. Does hit well from the right side, he's 47. Ian Happ, nice left-handed bat versus Cool at 46. Don't mind that at all. Brian Dozier, 4,500 versus Big Game James. Dozier's averaging over 11 points his last 10. He is smoking hot. Big Game James, 18th worst the last 30 days in the barrel. Fifth Getting barreled over 8% of the time. I like me some Dozier. Eduardo Nunez likes his lefties. He's facing Anderson tonight in and a very good hitter's ballpark. He's 44 Nunez is a very solid play. Been overlooked lately, swinging a very good bat as well. As you go down, like D. Gordon, 42, not bad versus Jackson. Cano, 41 versus Bundy's, not bad. Adriel Cabrera is up to 4,100 in a great hitting environment in Great American Small Park. He's been kind of slumping, one would say, but could be a good GPP play there. I love some Scooter Jeanette at 41 versus Flexen. That's the guy I'd look to in that matchup. Very solid, solid play versus Flexen. As you look down, Paul De Jong is down to 4K. I know it's a righty-righty matchup, but it's freaking Paul De Jong who's hitting everything right now. Uh, the Cardinals, when you face Matt Garza, righty's 311, lefty's 358. De Jong hits in the middle of that order at 4K. I like that a lot. Starting Castro, 39 versus Bauer is not a bad look either. As you scroll down, like a Jed Lowry or a Neil Walker, both at 3800 bucks are good values at second base. A little farther down the list, you got the likes. Uh, Rugio Dora, I saw this last night. And it made me laugh. I know he's not a big average guy. He's averaging 6.6 his last 10, three homers his last 10 games. He's facing Mike Fiers, who does give up the long ball from time to time. He's only $3,500. bucks. that has got some big, big return potential coming with it. Joe Panic actually swinging well lately. He did go yard yesterday for 20 points. He has two homers in his last 10 games. He's averaging 8.2 his last 10 games, facing Luis Perdomo. Big ground ball guy. I get that. But he's also lefty's 365, righty's 343. So if you want to be contrary and panic at 35 isn't a horrible play. Tommy LaStella, who's having a great, great run here of late as he's getting regular playing time, three homers in his last 10 games, averaging 7.5 his last 10. Nice left-handed bat versus Chad Kuhl, 3,300. Ben is 33 as well, so two cheaper pieces of a very potent Cubs lineup against Chad Cool. And you got like Brandon Drury, who loves his lefties. He's 3200 versus Rich Hill. Brad Miller's 31 versus Junis. Is your lower priced options like Chase Utley, 3K? I'm not a big Chase Utley fan, but it is a discount for a left handed bat in that matchup. If you choose to fade that matchup, which again I am not, but it's an option if you want to. Other than that, we'll have to wait for lineups for your values at the second base. Caleb Cowart's always at the bottom, always value. Manny Machado, 54 versus Rosmo's in play. Arenado and Coors at 52, Rendon 51. Uh, Castellanos and Coors at 49 is very, very nice. You got Beltre at 48 versus Fires, which I do like a lot. Freddie Freeman, I mentioned him at 48. Bregman at 47 versus Perez is very solid. Bregman versus the lefty Perez, I do like that. Um, you got the likes uh, Travis Shaw at 39 you're getting a discount here Shaw at 39 versus Weaver is great if you're not using Weaver tremendous upside in that matchup uh, Rafael Devers 38 I know it's lefty-lefty so I'll be a little careful there but I still don't mind it Valbuena at 38 versus Smith I still told you that one earlier Um, Josh Donaldson he's only 3600 bucks. he's facing Chris Sale obviously but we know what Donaldson does versus lefties. The the way he's streaking right now could be a very good GPP play, like a one off against Sale. A guy I like down here at thirty six is Derek Dietrich, swinging it really really well, averaging six point six his last ten. His last he only had two points yesterday, but prior to that, 14, 10, and thirteen in his last three games, hitting really really well, playing third base for the Marlins, and are facing Edwin Jackson, which doesn't suck. The farther down you go, you can get like Chase Headley, who went deep yesterday. is 3,500 versus um, Trevor Bauer. You have New is at 33 versus Cobb. You're getting him at a discount while he's slumping right now. Average 4.2 in his last 10. He's slumping mightily, so don't use him if you don't want to. But this GPP-wise, the upside is huge with the guy having a season like this. Don't forget, he's still hitting 275 with 35 homers on the season. Thirty-three hundred bucks against a guy like Cobb who gets crushed by left-handed pitching um, to a tune of where did they go? Can't see three thirty-six average and the Woba and the it's all high. He gets hit hard by lefties. So Mustakas at thirty-three is quite a discount. These are the kind of bats if you want to put the expensive pitchers together. These are the upside bats you're looking for. Like a Pablo Sandoval at 31. I'm not in love with him, but I mentioned yesterday he's actually hitting decent because you're getting him in the low threes every time. He's averaging 6.1 his last 10 games, which for the low 3s you he'll take six to seven points. It's not the end of the world. Uh, a little farther down, if Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, he's 29. It's not great, but not bad. It's a punt play, essentially. Matt Chapman at 26. Big-time power versus righties. Big, big-time power. 2600 bucks. Ryder Jones, first base, third base at $25. i would rather pay up for Matt Chapman, the barrel wizard since the All-Star break. Heading over to the shortstop position, Francisco Lindor. He's better from the right side than the left side. He's $5,500 versus Jaime Garcia. Lindor's on fire lately. Averaging 12.6 his last 10. Uh, no points yesterday Within 23, 5, 24, 22, 2, 14, 4, 29. He has been crushing it. So the price tag's high for a reason. Beckham at 5K, not not bad versus Horosimo. But Bregman, 47, I do love. Jorge Polanco, swinging a great stick. No one's going to pay for him at this price. He's averaging 12.4 in his last 10. He had 12 more points last night, two more doubles. He has four doubles and four homers in his last 10 games. Uh, he's 4,400 versus big game. James, again, getting barreled over 8% of the time right now. So 4,400. He's batting like third or fourth in that lineup. So Polanco, very much in play. Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, but if I did not, when you're fading, James, a the Twins have the four, four, 5 4 one total, which is second highest at the moment, ahead of the, the Reds and the Tigers. Lefty's 387, righty's 359 off shields. Uh, the farther down you go, Andrus isn't bad at 44 Uh, Anderson Simmons at 42 is okay. I do like Cozart at 42 versus Flexen in Cincinnati. I like Cozart a lot more versus lefties. Flexen's getting hit hard by both sides of the plate and in that ballpark. I do like the upside with Cozart at 42. Mentioned Cabrera at 41 earlier. You got Xander Bogarts versus the lefty Anderson at 4K. Bogarts continues to heat up. He's averaging 8.2 his last 10. 4K versus Anderson is very much in play. DeJong at 4K I like a lot. Like I've already mentioned, when you scroll down, the likes of maybe Chad Pender or Brandon Crawford, who even went deep yesterday. He's 37 versus Perdomo. A little pricey for Crawford as he's been low for so long. But then a guy like Dede Gregorius is only 3,400 versus Trevor Bauer. He might be in a bit of a slump. I get it. He's still averaging six points his last 10. And he's having a phenomenal season with power upside against Bauer at 3,400. Like Moustakas, you're getting him at an extreme discount. So not bad at all. Dansby Swanson swinging a pretty good stick of ladies. 32 as a punt versus lighter Jr. Tim Anderson I like at 3K as a punt. Uh, Orlando RC at 3K as a punt is also very much in play against Weaver. Adam Rosales loves facing his lefties. He's facing Rich Hill. He's 2,800 bucks. So keep Rosales on your the back of your mind if you just want to completely throw the position in the punt category. He's below 3K with upside. Let's take it to the outfield and wrap her up. We kick it off with the high price: Giancarlo Stanton at fifty-seven hundred versus Edwin Jackson, and that is might be too cheap. You got Charlie Blackman at fifty-four in a really good matchup at Coors, of course. Fulmer's a better pitcher than most that they'll face there, but he is Charlie Blackman. Period. He's in Coors, which helps again. He had eleven points last night, averaging twelve points his last ten. Trout at fifty-three is always in play. Justin Upton at 52 was in play period, but in Coors even more so. I love me bet for versus Brett Anderson at 51. I'm hoping everybody looks at those four top guys. You can slide bets in there very nicely. Byron Buxton, people, I don't think he'll still pay this price, but I will. $4,900 for Buxton versus Big Game James. It's a steep tag. He's coming off his three homer, 56-point performance, averaging 14 points his last 10. Take the fifty-six away. It's still four twenty fourteen zero zero nineteen seven twelve eight. He's been very, very good in a very good matchup tonight in the middle of that Twins order. If you don't want to, though, there's a couple of other names I will mention in Minnesota, which I like a lot. You got Springer versus a lefty at forty-eight, which is outstanding. So if you don't want to pay above five K, you can kick it off here at Buxton or Springer and be just fine. Uh... Curtis Granderson at 47. I'm not looking to fade Godley, but GPP, I could see the upside. Gerardo Parr at 47 and Coors are like a lot. Kiermaier has really, really found his bat since coming off the DL. 46 versus Junis. If you're not using Junis, Kiermaier is definitely worth a look. Happ at 76. You got um, J.D. Martinez versus Rich Hill at 46. That's a nice GPP play there. Ozuna at 46, not bad. K with the Chris Davis at 45 is not bad. You scroll down, you got like Steven Sousa Jr. at 44, a good GPP angle there. Adam Jones went deep last night, I loved his plays. 4,400 versus Rosmo, in play again tonight. Scroll some more, Dexter Fowler at 43 will be very overlooked. Good matchup first Garza, he's averaging 9.2 his last 10. Really starting to get going now that he's supposedly healthy. So Fowler at 43 I do like more Razara at 43 versus Fires I like a lot as well. You got Yellick at 43, not bad. Here's one of the twins I was talking about. Eddie Rosario at 42 versus Big Game James is a very nice play tonight. Very, very nice. You got Schwarber at 42, who against Cool is in play. You slide down some more. Chew's not bad versus Fires. You got Manny Margot versus Moore at 42. I don't mind that at all. C Dick at forty one, as he's starting to kind of hit it again, up to nine, averaging nine point six his last ten. So, C Dick at forty one versus Junis, I don't hate at all. A guy like Aaron Hicks, always overlooked with his power upside versus Bauer at forty one, don't hate that either. Bradley Zimmer slowly heating up, but we'll wait another day. Cole Calhoun, four K versus Smith, I like. He had five more points last night, he's averaging nine point six his last ten. Good spot batting in the middle of the order against Smith tonight. As we scroll down the list some more, like Randall Gritchick at 39 with some power upside. Adam Duvall and Billy Hamilton are both only 3900 bucks for and and Cincinnati. Both are very, very good plays, especially at that price tag. That's outstanding. Edwin and uh, Andrew Enciarte at 39 versus Lighter Jr. Not bad at all. As you f- go down some more, like AJ Pollock at 38 versus Hill. If you want to be contrarian. You getting discounts on these guys versus Hill. Look at Max Kepler at thirty-seven versus big game James is too cheap. Too, too cheap. I know as a whole he's been slumping. He had twenty points a couple games ago. It's big game James. Kepler's got that power. Thirty seven hundred bucks. Very nice play. It's kinda of how I felt about Nick Williams just at thirty two. He paid off, given us five hundred more. This Kepler's just too cheap. Too, too cheap. Yeah, ben Revere at 37 is very solid versus Smith as well. You look at Scotty Shevler. He's been back from the DL. Hitting it pretty well. Averaging 8.7 in his last 10. The power's coming back. He's 37 versus Flexing in Great American Small Park. Good 3K bat. Uh, you go down for some more. Like Jose Perella 36 versus more. I don't mind at all. You got Jason Worth back at 36. Could be sneaky. Uh, I'm not looking to fade Urban Santana, but like Lurie Garcia at 35 leading off. You got Matt Olson at 35 or Scribner, which I do like a lot, like I mentioned earlier. Eric Thames, $3,500 GPP play in that matchup. As you go down even farther, it gets more and more like Brandon Moss, GPP only, but $3,400 against Cobb, left-handed power bat there. Brandon Geyer likes his lefties a lot. He's $3,400 versus Jaime Garcia. I like that play tonight. Very good spot there for Geyer. I mentioned Zobris earlier at 33. I like him quite a bit. Steve Pierce does love facing lefties. He's 33 versus Sale if you want to be contrarian, kind of how we used to play Geyer versus Sale. Pierce could be worth a look. Bautista, 33 as well. But it's Chris Sale, so be very, very careful. You got John Jay at 32 if he's leading off for the Cubs. That's a sneaky value play. Only if he's leading off. Um, here's a price tag that makes 0. 0.0 cents besides the fact he's 4 for 35 his last 10 games. He has four four straight zeros, but part of that a 5, 2, 5, 7, 0, 3. He's not lighting the world on fire. But in Milwaukee, at Miller Park, against Weaver, who's been good. He's limited the hard contact, good young arm. Young arms get blown up from time to time. You're getting Ryan Braun for $3,200. That is redonkulous. That's just crazy. I know he's slumping, so if you don't want to play him, you want someone who has been more consistent lately, I get it. But $3,200 for the upside of Ryan Braun is huge. Could be a complete dud, but it's great. Great value, upside, whatever you want to call it, it's there. Hunter Renfro at 32 versus more is not bad. There's a cheaper right handed power bat I would be looking at as well with San Diego. Until we get there, though. Oh, there he is. Jabari Blash, 3K for more. This guy, what he, him and, him and Renfro, all they do is hit bombs, 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 bombs. Don't hit for average. None of that. They don't. They don't believe in average. They believe in home runs. And that's it. So 3K as a punch power play versus more. Ezekiel Carrera is not in play tonight. Cancel that thought. I got excited for a second. Cancel that thought. Scroll down some more. I didn't see a ton down here last night. Kevin Pillar at third, 27-1. I do like Boog Powell, 27 versus Scribner. Powell's left-handed bat. He's swinging it good the last week to 10 days. He's a good look there at 27. Pedro he's second base outfield eligible. I keep using him. I keep telling you to use him as a pump play. He's 2,600. He had 13 points last night. He's averaging 6.4 his last 10. He bats at the bottom of the order for the fills. He might get rained out tonight, but as a pump play for 2,600, he brings back good return. He's like our new riddle for me, for those longtime listeners, our riddle. Other than that, check the lineups for your value in the outfield. That is your bats for the day. Recap of the pitching up top: Sale one, Santana two, Arietta three. You got Bundy one, Moore two in the middle in the seven K range. You got Dickey one, Godley two, Weaver three, Junis four. Down below, you got Lighter one, Perez two. Let's take a look at your BVP and send it on home. You got the likes of the ta-da. Mariners Orioles Chris Davis I told you $4,100 and worth the play 6 for 19 with 2 doubles and 2 homers off of Rossimo Seth Smith hit 267 with 2 doubles and a homer Adam Jones 6 for 21 2 doubles Machado 6 for 25 a double and a homer so some interesting looks there Todd Frazier 6 for 19 with a homer DD 4 for 13 with a homer Brett Gardner 5 for 18 2 doubles Chase Headley 5 for 17 2 doubles versus Trevor Bauer Jay Bruce is not a guy you want to use versus having RC at 222 average. Daniel Murphy versus Vance Worley, 12 for 22 with two doubles and a triple. That sneaky nice. Lynn's taking him deep in their matchup. Christian Yelich, 3 for 5, two doubles against Edwin. Uh, Giancarlo, 4 for 9 with a double. Freddie Galvez, 6 for 20 with a triple and a homer versus R. A. Dickey. Justin Smoke, 4 for 13 with a double versus Sale. Josh Donaldson's only hitting 238, but he's 5-for-21 with two homers. Against Sale and uh, Pierce hitting 254-for-16 with a double. You got Jose Altuve, 10-for-30, six doubles lifetime versus Martin Perez. Evan Gaddis, who I told you I liked a lot, he's 7-for-18 with a double. Springer, 5-for-19 with two homers. Even Marisnik, 5-for-16 with three doubles. Marvin Gonzalez, 5-for-17 with a double. So some guys to like versus Martin. Rugio O'Dore has taken fires deep. Nicholas, 1-for-2 with a homer. DeShields has a homer off of Napoli, two homers. Andrews, two homers. Beltray a homer. And Rudy, a homer, all off the fires. Eric Thames, 1-for-3 with a homer off Luke Weaver. Ryan Braun's 3-for-9 with a double off Weaver. Matt Carpenter, 7-for-30 with two doubles. It's only a .233 average. Uh, ben Zobers, 2-for-3 with a double and a homer off Cool. Schwarber, 2-for-3 with a double. Rizzo, 4-for-9 with a double, triple and a homer. Baez, 2-for-6 with a double and a homer. Hayward, 4-for-8 with a homer. Bryant, 3-for-9 with two doubles. The Cubs have had some good success versus Cool. Josh Bell, 6-for-11 with two doubles and a homer off Arietta. Keep that in mind in that matchup. Polanco, Jorge Polanco, 5-for-11 with two homers off James Shields. I like that one, but I love Dozier hitting 353, 12 12-for-34, five doubles and four home runs off big game, James. Bananas. Buxton, 3-for-11 with a double and two homers. Maurer even, 16-for-54 with two doubles, a triple and a homer. Lots to like there. Matt Davidson versus Santana is 2-for-4 with a double and a homer. Jose Abreu, 9-for-21 with two doubles. Avisal Garcia has a couple homers hitting 250. Hosmer, 5 for 14 with a double and two homers off Cobb. Mustakis, who I told you I like, 4 for 12 with a double and a homer. It's so a 333 average. Salvia Perez, 5 for 12. Milky Gabrera, 4 for 14 with a homer. So there's some upside there versus Cobb. Ionetta has two homers off of Rich Hill in his career, 2 for 10 with two homers. Justin Turner, 3 for 12 with a double and two homers off of Godley might be it. Myers, one for three with a homer, so it's not much. Panic, who i said was decent. Seven for 13, three doubles off Perdomo. That's not horrible. So there's your BVP. There's your edition, your Tuesday edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Remember, check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. Last night recorded Bench with Bubba episode 52 with Mike Yavinalli of Dear Mr. Fantasy and FNTSY Radio and... Nate Dawkins, who I've had on many times, Big Guy Fantasy Sports, The Nasty Cast. We didn't even talk fantasy sports last night. We talked Game of Thrones Season 7, Finale Season 7, Period, and Predictions for the Future. It was awesome. I had a blast. An hour of just Game of Thrones. It was a blast. If it's not your thing, I get it, but it was awesome. If PGA DFS is your thing, we recorded Always Pressing for the Dell Technologies Championship this week. Myself, Jesse, and Bucks got her in there. Got you the picks you need for your DraftKings lineup. Had a lot of fun with that, as usual. You got around the bases with Bubba Moe, episode 27, dropped Sunday night, talking all kinds of stuff, baseball. Stanton, Hoskins, Buxton, what are the Giants going to do this offseason? Who's going to get Otani the a wild card race? The brawl in Detroit, so much to talk about. Had a player's weekend. We had a blast on that one. A lot of good stuff there. Jesse will have his article out this week. Doc is, is recording with the guys from the Saturday Edge tonight. The first week one college football preview picks edition. Should be out sometime tonight or tomorrow, so get that in. We have uh, so much more. I've got NASCAR this weekend. I have we got UFC returning. We got EPL. Tons and tons and tons to do. Look at the past bench with Bubba's for fantasy football advice. I have uh, We have the NFL DFS two-point conversion show kicking off this week with myself, James McCool, and Bucks will be joining me James McCool is at paydirt underscore DFS, so check him out. Lots coming up, but check me out on Twitter at BDNTricks so I can help you with your MLB DFS needs and get it in. We have a big slate. Watch the weather because there's tons to like, but the weather might mess with some of that. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, August 29th edition. I'm out.